Today in Science from Wired. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Got a sock stuck in your vacuum? It's time for some physics by Retta Lane. Imagine yourself running the vacuum cleaner over the carpet when all of a sudden a sock Boom, it's stuck in the hose, the whine of the vacuum getting higher and higher, louder and louder. It sounds like overload is imminent, like the motor is working way too hard. But is it? To know, let's look at some cool physics principles. Now, first up, vacuum cleaners don't actually suck. They blow. No, really, they use a fan that blows air out of a hole. That air must come from somewhere, so as air gets blown out of the vacuum, it gets drawn into the vacuum, bringing dirt and occasionally a sock with it. At the heart of that process lies an electric motor. In its most basic form, an electric motor consists of a rotating coil of wire and a magnet. Yes, there are many types of motors, but this is your basic motor. You run a current through the coil and it creates a magnetic field. This magnetic field makes the coil interact with the magnet, which also makes a magnetic field, and the coil spins. And that's pretty much it. To understand the effect on a plugged-up vacuum cleaner, you have to understand how an electric generator works. A generator is, like a motor, essentially a coil of wire and a magnet. And what happens when you place a changing magnetic field within a coil? Glad you asked. Merely holding a magnet in a coil of wire... Nothing happens. It's not a magnetic field that generates a current. It's a changing magnetic field. You must move the magnet in or out to induce a current. And this is exactly what happens in an electric generator. The electric generator creates a changing magnetic field in the loop by rotating the loop. So you can see that both an electric motor and an electric generator have a rotating loop of wire in a magnetic field. In fact, the only difference between a motor and a generator lies in their use. Run current through the motor and it will turn. Turn the motor, it will generate a current. Yes, technically it will generate a change in potential and create a current only with a complete circuit. Anyway, back to the vacuum cleaner. Plug the inlet hose and the motor fan inside spins faster because it has less air resistance. But what happens to the electric current? The faster the motor spins, the more it acts like a generator. 
There is actually a change in electric potential across the coils that acts in the opposite direction as the voltage source. This makes the effective voltage lower and gives a lower current. So a spinning motor actually uses less current the faster it spins. That probably seems backward, but it's true. Think of it this way: What would take more energy, pushing a bunch of air through the vacuum cleaner or pushing new air through the vacuum? Pushing less air takes less energy, so there's lower energy requirement and lower current. Sure, the motor sounds like it's working harder, but it isn't. Also, look at the other end. What happens when a motor stops spinning? In this case, the current increases and the insulation keeping wires apart can actually melt. Engineers call this a bad thing. And now for an experiment. Once upon a time, I built an anemometer or a wind sensor using an electric motor. So now I got to put it to good use. Just to be clear, I used a shop vac and connected the hose to its output so it blew air. I wasn't sure this would provide the best measurement of air speed, but I could at least get an estimate. To change the speed of air, I covered part of the intake so that less air got in, and then I plotted the power versus the air speed. And it sort of worked, although I must admit my anemometer wasn't doing so great. But I did still get some data, and it showed that as the speed of the air coming out of the vacuum cleaner increased, so not blocked, it used more power. When you got the stuck socks stuck in your vacuum cleaner, it actually used less power, even though the vacuum is screaming like a banshee. So don't worry about it, but still try to avoid vacuuming up your socks. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more, and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.